That sinking feeling. For Aaron DeMeo, the first shock came when he saw the water overlapping the seawall on Tatum Waterway on Miami Beach. Well, this is happening, he told himself. DeMeo's been following the water ever since. He was once trapped in a cab after crossing the Venetian Bridge to the mainland because floodwaters had closed down North Bayshore Drive when he finally got to his high-rise building near Margaret Pace Park. Water had shut down the elevators, he walked up 15 flights of stairs. It caused me to design an entire new master plan for the neighborhood, said DeMeo, an urban planner and architectural designer, and the founder of Future Vision Studios. The plan reallocates existing public space for more pedestrian-friendly paths and protected bike lanes, as well as redirecting floodwaters into Bios Wales. His Connect and Protect Miami plan includes a proposal for a network of living shorelines along the edge of Biscayne Bay to slow storm surge. DeMeo is part of a growing sector of concerned citizens, nonprofits, environmental groups, and even hedge fund founders proposing to save Miami by adopting a carbon neutral future. Is it too late? Even as scientific consensus says certain impacts like catastrophic sea level rise are inevitable, Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava doesn't think it's too late to show the world how Miami can curb carbon emissions. We're always the canary in the coal mine, Levine-Cava said, and we've always risen to the challenge. Before flying to Glasgow, Scotland, in October 2021 to attend the United Nations 26th Annual Climate Change Conference, COP26, she unveiled the Miami-Dade County Climate Action Strategy to reach net-zero carbon emissions by 2050. It's the latest attempt to cut carbon dating back to at least 1988. This department-specific plan identifies how to reduce wastewater, optimize energy use in government buildings and electrify bus fleets. We are already experiencing an increase in extreme heat, flooding, sea level rise and stronger hurricanes, the plan states, as it calls for immediate, aggressive action and bold initiatives. I'm confident we can achieve our goals, Levine Kava said. First of all, I'm the mayor. I'm committed to making it happen. But she readily admits there needs to be a greater sense of urgency in the community about addressing the root cause of climate change, man-made carbon emissions that have overheated the atmosphere. We have to up our game on civic engagement, she said. For local governments, reducing carbon is an economic necessity. Take the weather. Extreme weather cost U.S. taxpayers $99 billion in 2020. Next year may be worse. In Miami-Dade County, the results are coastal property damage from sea level rise, bigger, more destructive storms, fish kills, and health impacts from rising heat. All have a greater impact on poorer, marginalized communities already suffering from structural and economic disparities. Levine Kava's plan calls for immediate investment, asserting that every $1 invested now saves $4 in disaster. Change is coming, slowly. Most of the county's greenhouse gases come from fossil fuels used in transportation, 55%, and building, 41%. With water and waste contributing an additional 4%. According to the county's strategy plan, each of these sectors has specific actions that must be taken to achieve carbon gas reduction. 
Policies and proposals to reduce emissions include everything from tree planting and electrifying the county fleet of vehicles to converting 50% of non-recycled garbage to energy and reducing water consumption per person by 30%. This year, Miami-Dade County ordered 75 new electric buses, out of a fleet of nearly 800. For now, the bus system relies on old diesel and newer natural gas-powered buses, countywide. The policy is to get to 50% electric vehicles by 2035. The county wants to achieve an 80% reduction of community-wide emissions by 2050. From the baseline year of 2008, the strategy, reduce consumption of diesel fuel, reduce electricity use, incorporate green building practices into design of county facilities, obtain 30% of countywide energy from solar by 2030. County officials also believe energy savings can be done by simply retuning and retrofitting existing buildings, including residences. Retrofitting 167500 homes could reduce energy costs by 28% by 2030. Simple measures like weatherizing older homes and installing more energy-efficient air conditioners are a start. Funding to subsidize this effort, especially for low-income residents, remains an obstacle. Cutting emissions from Port Miami, Miami International Airport and other transportation hubs also is on the to-do list by reducing aircraft idling and implementing the shore power for berthed cruise ships. Taming the heat monster Anyone who was sweating over the holidays knows Miami is getting hotter, and not in a good way. We're going to have a heat season campaign on the level of hurricane preparedness, said Jane Gilbert who previously served as the city of Miami's first chief resilience officer and is now chief heat officer for Miami-Dade County. Cooling stations, like hurricane shelters, are a key component of the campaign. Other ideas include ramping up tree planting and shading bus stops and pedestrian paths. Tree equity is a real thing in Miami, with inland, poorer, denser urban areas lacking the ameliorating effects of shade trees and cooling coastal breezes. After more than a century of development, the county has a 20% tree canopy and aims to increase that to 30%, but finding where to plant trees is getting harder as more land is developed. With larger buildings and more roadways, officials are now looking to purchase more environmentally endangered lands, areas still covered in natural forest, so they may absorb carbon. It's a race for survival, as high heat threatens the health and lives of residents. We don't have time to wait for another generation, Gilbert recently told Matt Hagman, vice president of the Miami-Dade Beacon Council, a public-slash-private agency charged with creating jobs and investment, in a podcast discussing climate change impacts on Miami. It's up to the adults in the room to figure it out. Even if the entire strategic plan is implemented perfectly, Miami can't avoid the climate change impacts set in motion. You have to be honest about the impacts said Miami-Dade County's Chief Resilience Officer Jim Murley. Anybody who comes to live in South Florida has to know. We have hurricane seasons, we have sea level rise, we have heat. With the county leading the way, officials expect the private sector and individuals to follow. Miami-Dade's vast procurement power can create the momentum for the private sector to develop technologies and ramp up production of more energy-efficient, earth-friendly and carbonless products and services. There is no one single solution, said Murley. We're working on many solutions and working with many entities, including non-governmental organizations. How Tech May Save the Planet 
Hagman sees a growth opportunity for jobs in reducing carbon. 2. He launched the Opportunity Miami campaign last year to tap tech investors into the movement. What can we in Miami do to turn the threat of climate change into a business opportunity that drives our economy and creates jobs? Hagman keeps asking venture capitalists and investors in various podcasts. It's a question White Star Capital co-founder Christian Hernandez is excited to answer. Cities like Miami are the perfect setting to move the needle on climate. According to London-based Hernandez, a technologist and creator of the 2150 environmentally-minded venture capitalist fund, as more people gravitate to major urban centers, consuming ever more resources, cities can be the testing ground for new products and strategies to live carbon-free. How we cool our buildings, produce concrete or even what we eat matter in the race to reach carbon-neutral status by 2050, the deadline set by the United Nations, it's either change or perish, he says. The shiniest new building on Brickhill is supposed to be there by 2150, he said, but unless we take action today, that building will have crumbled by 2150. Or much earlier, given sea level rise predictions for coastal cities like Miami, which range from 1 to 2 feet by 2040, over 2000 levels. All bets are off if glaciers melt quicker, but that's not a scenario gung-ho capitalists want to hear. So much is focused on the gloom and doom and how it's going to get worse, but what we see in our portfolio is the exact opposite, Clay Dumas, a partner in Lower Carbon Capital, told Hagman, Lower Carbon is an $800 million fund created to invest in firms that suck carbon out of the atmosphere. Everyone off the carbon train. Hagman also spoke with Miami-Dade County School Board member Luisa Santos. She wants the school system on 100% clean energy by 2030. Clean energy through on-site solar, green buildings and retuning could save the school system 30% on electricity costs. Santos says she's also doing this to save a future Miami for the children. Here's where we start, Santos said. If we don't start, we don't have a planet. The county's carbon reduction plan mirrors efforts by municipalities statewide. For example, the city of Miami has pledged to achieve carbon-neutral status by 2050 through its Miami Forever Carbon-Neutral campaign, and Miami Beach has its own plan. The Skeptics The Miami Forever catchphrase exudes confidence in a prosperous future, one aligned with a burgeoning skyline of high-rises along the waterfront or far-flung suburbs in flood-prone areas. Unfortunately, it's also emblematic of the lack of urgency, or even curiosity about the sustainability or survival of a sinking city. Conservationists and scientists are both dismayed and frustrated by the incongruity. Footprint reduction is not climate action, said Greg Hamra, a self-described climate hawk and longtime climate change activist who has been leading the fight to tax carbon for a decade with the Citizens' Climate Lobby. Hamra is not concerned with whether or not the county's action plan is bold enough because he says we're not even asking the right questions. Bold enough for what? What problem are we solving? The plan addresses what's under the county's purview, but we can't control what's happening around the world, he said. He added that climate change can't be addressed as long as global policies support investments in fossil fuels. We just continually focus on protecting our piece of land or keeping the water away, Hamra said. We are still underestimating the monumental impact of the climate crisis. We don't have a science problem. We have a social science problem. 
It's a crisis of political will, of civic disengagement. Taking accountability. Levine Kava wants and expects to be held accountable for achieving the climate change goals outlined in the plan. I'm confident Miami-Dade County can achieve our goals, she said. As for the rest of the world, I'm cautiously optimistic. Even as the predictions of catastrophic impacts remain dire, Levine Kava says she came away from Glasgow and the COP13. Meaning hopeful the world can reduce greenhouse gases sufficiently to avert an unlivable future for humans and all life on Earth. After seeing the level of intentionality across the world from the private sector, NGOs, indigenous peoples, young people, I'm more optimistic, she said. There's a huge momentum. There's no escape. There is so much energy directed to making it happen.